been a lot of refrigerant smuggling out of the Ukraine recently. Romanian police seize more refrigerant. (laughs) Hmm. What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. Ryan and Dennis here. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates, your premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. I am talking into a trash can currently in a hotel because I forgot my boom arm. So I had to improvise. Posted that on some Instagram. This is the second time I've done this. but So we just went through a wet holiday weekend. Ryan's been on vacation. We got a ton to cover. We may even cover some HVAC stories. So without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. regular like mic stand <laughs> trash can mic trash <laughs> trash tonight that's right what's funny i actually found the original trash can mic photo the other day when i was trying to go through and find something old for foodie i mean this thing's uh, perfect now it always looks like it's the right height because <laughs> we're because we're both freaking hobbits and like two feet tall <laughs> no I poke out just enough above the desk that the trash can's tall enough to hold my mic. <laughs> yeah, Corey just towers me now. I put a booster seat in my chair so I can be on my computer's camera and not look retarded. <laughs> oh. So what's up, everybody? Like Dennis said, welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. We are also brought to you by our other platinum sponsor, One Thing Marketing. And they are responsible for this delightful hvacrd.com website that hopefully everyone's coming to know and love um i do have an idea for my uh blog title so remind me of that later and we'll talk about it actually i thought we came up with it on the last show you were going to talk about history of hvac maybe well so that plays it plays into it a little bit okay um Oops, there it is. Sorry. Sorry. No ums today. Ums the word. Oh, don't start because then I'll be doing it. I know, right? <laughs> Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and 
TikTok at HVAC.R&D. You can also find us on LinkedIn at HVACR&D Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Trade Hounds. I know the, the TikTok's been TikToking on up a little bit here lately. Uh, so is the LinkedIn. So we appreciate everybody following us on those other platforms. Also, like I said, the website is done. I know we've gotten a few more newsletter signups this past week. So as soon as we get just a few more, I'll start rolling those things out as well. Working on getting those in the events sections lined up and in line as well as my article stuff. So we're working on that. Swag. We got to get some more. Yep. Swag. So there's a very, order in. yeah, there's a very healthy swag discussion that has been going on right now. Uh, we've been letting a little bit of the sponsorship funds stack up so we can put together some, some sweet orders and have, you know, a really nice, fresh, new batch of stuff in there for everybody. So stay tuned for that. Also, stay tuned for your potential to win some giveaway stuff through this show and all of next week as we get prepped for episode 100, which is insane to think about, but it's Gosh. coming. Yeah. yeah, you're listening to 99 currently. That's it. That's it. The penultimate. Is, it's crazy. The penultimate episode as we near the centurion mark. So I want to go, you know, we didn't have a show last week, which sorry for that, but a lot going on. You know, this is not our daily, our, our daily driver, as Corey would call it. Nope. We're getting um, there though. One day. Yep. Yeah. But we got, you know, I don't want to put stuff and I'm, I, me and Ryan talk about it all the time with Instagram and stuff. I don't want to just put stuff out and put stuff out. Nope. Um, if we don't have nothing going on or we got too much going on and we can't really get our mind right, I have to get my mind right to record. Then we don't record. But that's your chance to go listen to all these other episodes. I mean, there is some there's some good ones out there. There are. There are some excellent ones, such as episode 65, House of the Rising Sun. Go check out Cajun Joe. Um, by the time yeah, this comes out, the... Yeah discount code will no longer be active so if you missed out on the cajun 420 20 discount code that's on you i'm sorry <laughs> but we'll we'll come out with something fresh going into next month when we drop episode 100 so stay tuned for that we got lady but, katie in uh, a lamborghini what oh, episode was that that what was a good episode well i was gonna was. say speaking of that and i haven't even gotten to talk to you about this uh I get to see Katie tomorrow. What? She's in Charlotte. Oh, wow. Sweet. Um, yeah, she's in Charlotte tomorrow, and she's riding with Elaine, so I think I get to see her tomorrow afternoon. I'm bumped. How long has Elaine only worked for Global? It seems like she's been there a while. She's been there a good bit. She's been yeah. there a good bit. But yeah, Katie's so that's our, so I'm excited. That's our friends over there at Global Source. Absolutely. Love all those guys over there. Yep, some of the original... Uh, original R&D followers and fans. Yep. Mark's Gosh. got the first hat. I know. God, I'm trying to think. Katie bought the first Pink Warrior hat. Yep. Now I'm trying to remember what her episode number was. That it. I'm going to have to go find it. Well, while we're getting there, uh, yep. please make sure if there's anything else you need info-wise, 
check the link tree in the bios of social media, or you can always contact us through the website, hvacrnd.com, or shoot us a DM on Instagram. I do love chatting on Instagram with some other techs on the products that I deal with every day. You know, yep. I'll see a guy put in, uh, obviously everybody knows I'm training on the Bosch product at this point, but see a guy put in a, put in a Bosch install and then he might, I'll say looking good. And then he'll ask a question and then we go down the road and, and it's just, just a random guy. Yep. And, uh, on the other side of the country, I love that. So that's what it's all about. That's right. Build the community as positive as we can make it. So what so, is your uh, what's your little twelve ounce guest tonight? Well, for one, it's more than twelve ounces. Oh boy! So I so brought a special a guest. Hitchhiker. <laughs> it's not a hitchhiker. They do make those in a sixteen ounce version, though. No. Um. Damn it! I'm gonna say it all night now. Sorry, Zach. So before <laughs> I, I get told to this, you not to bring it up. I know. So Zach busted me this week at the end of our last couple of episodes, especially the last one because it was a late night one. I went down the path of saying a lot of ums. So um is definitely the uh, hot topic word of this show. I'm gonna do my best to avoid the ums and go back to my college speech. Um, there it was. Boom. Yes, my my college public speaking class, which I remember. I mean, my ass is gonna say it now. Probably. Everybody's got their everybody's got their tick when they talk. I, don't I know think it was like communications two oh one. The guy that taught it was this like six foot six, huge, huge Latin human. guy, huge human Latin guy. And he just, he batted for the other teams. All I can say, Mm. but (laughs) he would always use random fallout boy lyrics at different times during class, which was really weird to talk or just bring them up or he was like, he would use them. He would use them for, um, like different things. Like at one point he randomly was like, thanks for the memories. And it sounded oh. so gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get canceled again. But, you know, I mean, we're still here putting them out. It's fine. Still here putting them out. But I just, I remember walking into that class and then the first word he spoke to me, I just was not prepared for it. I was like, okay, fine with it. I just didn't see it coming, but all right. And he was, I can't, it's terrible. I can't remember half of my college professors' names. Um, damn it. I can't remember. Yeah. I was saying damn it because I said um, not because I forgot. <laughs> All right, what you drinking? Anyway, so I am drinking an Eleven Lakes Brewing Company beverage called River Otter Red. It's an Irish red ale. Oh. And it's got a cool little Where's- otter... Actually, Eleven Lakes, I think it's Cornelius. I believe, yeah. Oh. It's Cornelius. I'm so, looking at my Mac here. has got a Cabarrus brewing on it. I know. So I failed at... Um, dang, I'm going to do it every time. I failed at... <laughs> I failed at bringing home Smoky Mountain Brewery beers. Uh, we'll get to that story later. 
but okay. let's crack this bad boy. Yep, it's got the printed label on it. Yep, it does. Good paper. call. Paper label. Yeah, it just makes that sound. Man. I know. It's got that weird pop. It's kind of like a sound room where you like going and you're like. Yep. You're clapping and it's dead. Yep. So it's a red Irish ale. I swear the taste of it, it leans towards a, a bit more towards a darker brown ale even than a red ale. Mmm. So we're almost drinking the same thing. What are you drinking? So I have got, well, you know I'm in Raleigh. Training, oh, oh. So you I know, know what I'm probably drinking. I did round up. I had to find the right gas station for the Red Oaks in a can. Boom. I'm so curious if Red Oak in a can is as on point as Hummingbird in a can still was. That's pretty good, but I had a I had two at the bar earlier. You can't beat it on draft. No, it's That's totally tough. different. Man. But I will say I was impressed that the can to bottle taste was a lot closer than I expected. Sometimes they're a little bit more different. Well, Red Oak's funny about you gotta go from cold to cold. You can't just haul no. them around. No, it will skunk in a heartbeat. But yeah, that's no because problem. of the way they, they brew it. Is there no preservatives? I don't think so, because don't they have to follow don't they follow like the Munich fifteen eighty four protocol or something? Yeah, I've read about this somewhere. Um Yeah, you gotta you can't it's it's keep refrigerated for sure. It's big on the box. Yeah, it's good on it's good on draft. It's good red oak. Whoever's in this room next to me has got the worst cough, man. It's a rough cough. Keep that COVID. Jeez, I keep hearing them over there. Hopefully, y'all can't hear them on the mic here. But, um, all right. So we got a we got a lot of catching up to do. Yes, we do. Where do you want to start? Well, you want to talk about sports betting in North Carolina? <laughs> I'm always down to talk about some sports <laughs> betting. <laughs> so, I am moving to North Carolina soon. Actually, July 15th. I will be leaving ooh. South Carolina. That's date the date. That is, is on the, date. the calendar. I will be going to Val Disease. Take me home. Val Disease Nuts. Carolina Roads. To Valdez Nuts, where My the boss beer keeps is cold. telling me we got to talk. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> get him on the show. He keeps telling me we got to start a Valdez Nuts company in Valdez. Well, of course. There's also a Valdez Alaska, by the way. When you search it on Google Maps, it pops up. I was about to say, isn't there a Valdez Georgia? But that's Valdosta. My bad. Yeah, Valdosta. So what's up with his DraftKings coming to North Carolina? So I saw, trying to think what it was on. I think it was on WSOC. So that's Charlotte's ABC news affiliate. Um, But I saw it on the news this morning and they were talking about uh, DraftKings, or I guess not not specifically DraftKings, but of course it's what got brought up because it's the big one right now. Right. 
Um, but sports betting in the state of North Carolina is, I guess it's been proposed to the house and the Senate. I'm not sure which one it's in. Um, but it looks like it will allow sports betting on apps such as DraftKings, as well as in at tracks or at sporting events already. You can bet if you go, you know, if you go to Cherokee, you can already bet on travel land. Right. Which I assume, I think they already have a sports book at Kings Mountain too. What? Pretty sure. Oh, man. Pretty sure. That's not, that's going to be like 40 minutes from me. Oh, yeah. See, people listen to this show that can gamble in their town are like, man, what's Catawba the big deal? Two but we, Kings Casino. We can't, we're not close to that stuff. The Two Kings Sportsbook makes it easy to place bets and stay up to date all season long. There you go. I thought they were still in like shipping containers over there. They are. But so they apparently got a sportsbook in a sportsbook <laughs> container. <laughs> the sportsbook container. Man, we and you have got to just go over there. I know. We got to go check it out. I'm not a slot machine guy, but. Well, I think they have. I don't know if they... I think they've got bubble craps at least now. God, I would lose my whole paycheck on bubble Get it. crap. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> it's so close to us. I know. Between that one and when they opened that one up in Danville. I'm worried about because they're new and they need to build a resort that they're, it's not going to pay well. Probably There's, not. Is that the right mindset? I just feel like... I think that is the correct mindset. <laughs> That's not built on winners, man. No. It's just not. No, it is not. No, you're going to be like, God, my odds. But my mother-in-law wins over there all the time. She's playing slot machines. Some she lives people, over there. Some people just have a knack for the slot machine, man. I mean, she's always been like that, literally, for as long as I've known her. I mean, just walk into there and just... When she says, let's go to this machine over here, you that's where you need to go. She can just fill it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have I don't have that six cents yet. No. Buddy, I didn't... I, this is going to be bad to say. Because Chris and I stayed at the casino uh, Tuesday through Friday morning. Buddy, I didn't even make it out of my tower. I didn't even make it to the casino. We literally wow. were there long enough to sleep and leave both well, days. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, of course, we were initially we were supposed to meet um, Cajun Joe and Mama Jess in Bryson City Tuesday evening, but after we after we dropped the dogs off at the boarding place up in Troutman, which speaking of. Before I called him. So we leave the place in Troutman. I'm going north on 77. I didn't realize the other changes they had made north of Statesville for getting on to I-40. So my dumb ass drove right past 40 and had to go up two and a half miles and turn back around. Oh, nice. Because, because the exit sign was labeled so far behind me, I didn't realize I was supposed to take this new Spaghetti Junction exit. Yeah, so, I, haven't even, I haven't ventured up that way in a while. Well, and normally I don't ever go up up to 40 that way. It's just dropping those dogs off. It makes more sense to just go the rest of the way up to 40 and go across. 
So anyway, right when we were getting on 40, I called called mom and dad just to kind of check check in, let them know we were on our way. And he's like, well, where are you? I said, I'm on 40. He's like, well, I'm leaving Hickory. And I said, what the hell are you doing in Hickory? <laughs> so Hickory. he didn't... Hickory. Thank you, Callie. Um, but anyway, he had driven to Hickory to pick up some equipment because he still has a few quotes left um, with my previous my previous brand that he's got to put in for some state jobs that were already approved. So he's trying to close out that stuff. So we caught up to him in Asheville because, you know, Cajun Joe, he had to make a stop at Northern Tool. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, I needed a, I needed a trailer tire. Yeah, because you had to go to Northern Tool for that. I mean, There's nowhere else that sells trailer tires. <laughs> yeah, but it comes on the wheel. It comes with the rim and everything there. True. So anyway, we met him at Northern Tool and then we... We took him to dinner at, dadgummit, now I can't think of the name of it, but it's it's where the old Wild Wing used to be. Dadgummit, I can't think of the name of it now to save my life. But it was a burger joint. I will find it. What, in Bryson City? No, it was in Asheville. Oh, in Asheville. Yeah, so, it, so when I was in college... It was it was where the Wild Wing was, real close to the tourist stadium. And I can't think of the name. Go to Asheville, something changes. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I can't find it. It was. I'll find it at some point. But anyway, I had the uh, spicy cheer wine sandwich. (laughs) So it was like it it was like well, because it was a cheer wine like Chipotle barbecue or something. And then I had the Noda Cheerwine Ale to go with it, which if you mm-hmm. haven't had it, you ha- didn't you have it on the show the other day? I can't remember. I did have it on the show. Yeah. Dude, no joke. Like, the Cheerwine flavor was on point. I told I was you. Impressed. I know. I mean, when you crack it, I, when I cracked it on the show, it was like, whoa. This well, and like I, had, I had it on draft. Mm. It was really good as a draft beer. Like, they sat it down, and I was like, I could smell the cheer wine. I was like, did you bring me a cheer wine? <laughs> Can I get a straw? Getting all the cheer wine sandwich. I know. Went to the cheer wine festival, then had to go do that. It was just, I was still in the mood. So I'm out here in, um, I'll touch on a few things. I had a lot going on here tonight at the old Raleigh hotel. Well, the hotel bar scene apparently no it was down yeah it was like two parking lots over was a kickback jacks uh i think that's a north carolina only food place that's the only kind place a, i've seen it kind of a chain so i go in there and i sit down at the bar i'm like all right i'm gonna have a couple of red oaks eat some food and i'm going back so i sit down and the only thing that's on is a uh the college golf uh match play stuff so i'm like all right so next to me is this this older lady and her husband and they have got to be upper 80s easy upper 80s got it just slumped over at the bar there 
I'm like, okay. And they had just got there. They were still looking over the menu. And and I went to the bathroom. When I come back, they both have the tallest beers I've ever seen. That's what I'm Uh, talking about. Probably, (laughs) yeah, I mean, just straight light beer, at least 32 ounces. Kind of like the old uh, uh, Applebee's, like no, not the big mug, just like a big <laughs> tall, like Applebee's style, like glass. A two hander. Yeah, just it looks like a bowling <laughs> pin sitting there, <laughs> yes. full of beer. I'm like, oh wow, okay. So I go order me a beer, I drink. The this lady plows through this beer. Now I've got a pint. And I'm sipping on it. It's a red oak. I'm trying to enjoy it. Looking at my phone. I look over there and I'm like, oh, she's she's almost done with that thing. <laughs> and he's not even got started on his. She she goes through that. She orders another one. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And I hear them talking about golf. They're talking about live. They're talking about all this stuff. I'm like, wow. I need to get in this conversation over here. And so then she orders her food and they bring out this like bacon burger with a fried egg on it and a basket of fries. And I'm like, this little old lady is not about to eat this. Oh, she's soaking it up for round three. She she crushed this hamburger. (laughs) This thing, she had to cut it in half to start with to even start to eat it. I don't know what he got. I couldn't see him uh, past her hamburger, but she killed that and had like two or three more of those giant beers. And I'm just like, this is crazy. I mean, she couldn't have been 90 pounds. And <laughs> she, they were over there. They're like, man, I just, I don't like that. That Kepka. He wanted to live. I didn't no. But he want, they shouldn't let him play in the in these majors. Where is he from? Because we were watching college golf, and there was like a Florida State guy and a Florida guy and Tech. She goes, honey, you don't know where he's from? And he can barely hear anything. I feel you. He, <laughs> he looks up, and he's like, I don't know where he went to college. And I said, he went to Florida State. And she's like, thank you so much for helping us out with that. We were about to. I'm thinking, why don't you just look it up on your phone? But they didn't, they were not even she trying was, that option. She was a few 32s deep at that point. <laughs> I mean, well, she should be good now. She just ate like a half a cow. That's and true. It's funny. I ordered like grilled shrimp and broccoli and stuff. And she, <laughs> she's over here with this giant hamburger. Comes out with a knife stuck through the center of it. And, so then we started talking about golf and she's like yeah we play twice a week she said we can't play like we used to and I'm like it's freaking tachycardic Tuesday let's twice go. a week <laughs> she's like yeah we gotta play tomorrow got I'm like, to I said I said do y'all do y'all walk and play she's like does it look like I walk and play <laughs> <laughs> I said I mean I don't know you, you seem pretty she goes, no, we don't walk and play anymore. We ride. You seem pretty spry to me. Yeah, I mean, she said, uh, we're 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 in our eighties. 
I'm like, well, you crushing the brewskis. I can't believe she ate all that hamburger. I really can't. It was a monster. I'll tell you, Dennis is a big fan of the uh, 2 to 3 a.m. hamburger from oh, Steak yeah. and Shake or a Waffle House <laughs> to make sure <laughs> to make sure tomorrow morning's not a problem. <laughs> no, the Waffle House burger is the go-to. That's a quarter cheese plate with hash browns. What that yes. is. So, so speaking Hold the of, garden. Yeah, so speaking of burgers, um, so like I said, Chris and I went to the mountains, so we went to, we've got zoo membership passes, so we went to the zoo one more time before they ran out on Wednesday, and that evening, we went to a place called Stock and Barrel in downtown Knoxville on Market Street, mm. and trying to remember what I drank. So I drank their house um, old-fashioned first. It was really good. And then I, I went to a Mexican lager that I could not understand what the name of the brewery was because it was so loud in there. But she had me at Mexican lager. <laughs> right? You can't, you can't go wrong there. Yeah. Now, people probably will criticize me because I'm in a restaurant that is literally dedicated to whiskey and bourbon, but I had to drive two and a half hours back to Cherokee after this dinner. So I was not partaking in all of the deliciousness that I wanted to in some ways. Um, however, the fried green tomatoes were ridiculously good. And then yeah, so was those still, I normally am not either, but these ones killed it. And then the burger was fantastic because they use like a ground brisket to make their patties. Oh, there you go. So I had a pimento cheese oh. uh, burger. And then all the like all the buns are locally baked at a bakery. Like everything in there's uh I guess Farm or barrel to table, right? But it was no. It was I'm delicious. a burger guy, man. No, it was it's delicious. But you know, there's really so I I looked at UT at one point. I went and toured their MBA program when I got out of school and couldn't find a job. I was trying to figure out, you know, do I go back and get a master's or what do I do? Right. And I'll be honest. Although the program was interesting when I looked. I'm glad I didn't move to Knoxville because man, there's really not that much to do there. Sorry, Knoxville I'm beating you up here, <laughs> but yeah, there isn't dude. There's not much downtown at all. Like it's really small. Um, it's some I mean, restaurants, it's no Nashville new, no, it's no Nashville, but it hell's not even Chattanooga. I know they're really gonna hate me now, yeah. but Chattanooga's, there's yeah, Chattanooga's a good spot. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff down there. I think next time we go up, I'm going to try to, convince Chris to go down there because I hadn't been to Chattanooga since I was a teenager. But there's yeah, we used to go to the Lookout Games as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, Which that probably totally. wasn't too far from you, was it? No, we we would. I mean, we'd obviously go stay in a hotel, but I don't know, maybe two hours, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, the Chattanooga Lookouts was a great. I was so small that 
I mean, I wouldn't sit in the seat. I would go down there and, and get in the stickball game or wiffle ball game. There'd be one next to the fence. That's I mean, what I'm talking about. Classic minor league, like kids running around, nobody watching the game. Yes. Rolling down a hill or playing some kind of wiffle ball or something. <laughs> Catching foul balls, getting a free coke. Yes. That that's. Um. All right. Um. Yeah, it's um's the word tonight. We're crushing it. What about this one? So far as the holiday weekend. Corey graduated high school, so that was a big step for us. Which you didn't even tell me about, which makes me feel like a bad adopted uncle. Well, you were, I mean, we, man, I, I had so much, yeah, you weren't here and got a brother and his wife and my dad came down. We So we were going to have this big graduation get together at our house. Yeah, that worked out this weekend, didn't it? No, no, you can't. I couldn't do that in my house because it was going to be outside and it rained the whole time. So Friday, I'm running around trying to find somewhere to have this thing on a Saturday holiday weekend. I'm calling all these hotels like, hey, you got a meeting space I can borrow? And they're like, ha, 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 ha. They're like, no. So I call this Holiday Inn Express where my brother is staying. And she's like, I got this room it's probably 15 by i'm like i'll take it (laughs) i don't really care how big it is i didn't tell you that it was 15 by 3 it was a broom closet but all right yeah 15 by 20 something i said i'll take it and i said people's just gonna kind of wander in and and you know say hey and and leave so but for Corey's graduation present from us we give him the have you seen the one wheel skateboards? Oh yeah, yeah. We bought him a one wheel to ride around campus. Nice. He's pumped. Yeah, those are those things are legit, man. They are. This is no like. Um, this is no overseas hoverboard. If you yeah. get what I'm saying? I mean, this is this guy made this thing, created it out in California. He was obviously a snowboarder or something, and it's the whole, you know, it's one wheel in the middle, and you jump up on it. And I got up on it out of the box before I told Corey we got it for him, but to ride it around downstairs, (laughs) I had to try it out at least one time. And it's it's easy. I mean, you get up on it, you 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 get level, and it, it. balances for you and then you just lean and then you, there you go you just take off but they ride them around campus a lot so that'll now, help him I've not seen someone riding one of those around in some time but I have the other day they're saw. expensive man not gonna lie I mean this ain't like a Christmas gift this is a yeah graduation you know Nobody's getting one of these in my house for their birthday or something, right? They're, these are... Yeah, no, I'll admit, probably the the coolest gift I about ever got from anybody was a graduation, was my graduation gift. I'll say that, too. Yeah, I mean... That was a, a good one. Of course, everybody else, you know, they throw him a bunch of money, which he's going to need. Yeah. 
He can't work his first year. We're not going to let him work his first year. He wants to, but he's got to get his bearings, you know. But. So, yeah, other than that, man, we're I'm back to training. I mean, I haven't stopped training. I you're feel like we should to. get into some HVAC. Yeah, you're not allowed to stop training. No. It's. Well, uh, should, should we talk? You want me to start talking some industry news and then we'll. Ooh, well, oh, wait, actually, before we get into yeah, HVAC, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Southern hockey is killing it. <laughs> yes. All the uh, our poor Canadian <laughs> friends that listen to this show, like, where's the, where's the New York teams? Where's the Vegas and Florida? <laughs> Vegas and Feel Florida. Feel the heat. Canes the and Dallas Stars. <laughs> now, I mean, I get it. You know, if you grow up in Florida... I mean, I guess if you're hot natured and need to cool off, ice hockey's the perfect game. Like this way, I know I'm typically not gonna be burning up during my athletic event. It's just not iconic, though. No. <laughs> I mean, I grew up a hockey fan. You know what's in my closet? I've got a Detroit Red Wings Iserman jersey. I've got classic Blackhawks jerseys. I've got um because it. it that's the other thing. So, growing up down south following hockey, we just bought whoever had the coolest logo. And I know the hockey fans around here are like, Jesus. But was a, that's hey, what Southern hockey was. I was a Buffalo Sabres fan because I freaking love that red, black, and silver. It looked damn good. And then they went way back old school and went back to blue and gold again. Yeah, me I mean, if I'd have grew up in New York, it would have been a different game. Yeah, it would have been Rangers jersey. Sorry, I would have just had fans. a – yeah. Or Islanders, one of the two. My buddy Rod's from Newfoundland, and he is a Toronto Maple Leafs. He will not watch any other hockey but that. And I texted him the night, and I'm like, "How about this Florida? Or how about this uh, Southern hockey?" And he's like, "Won't watch any of it." <laughs> that was his text back. I'm like, "All right, good talk, Rod." He's just like pissed because the Maple Leafs mm. never can get through the damn. Oh, so, so anyway, yep. Uh, also, I have to get. I'm gonna throw some DraftKings uh, golf picks. I did pretty good on the last little round. Nice. If anybody, I'll throw them on my story, and you can do what you want with them. Apparently, if you apparently if you're in North Carolina soon, you can uh, coming soon. Please use help my, my actual DraftKings picks. Yes, please help my DraftKings stock to improve this is the one thing that has been doing well for me this year yep i've got oh i forgot to tell you i bought more blackberry the other day it was on a dip a it was on dip. a dip it was yeah it's in a it's been in on a dip for two years <laughs> but it went it had one what there's a lot of positive buzz about it though i figured i'd scoop some more up it might bite me, might not. I don't think it's long term, man. It's long term. Yeah. Let's see. I am not a day trader. No. Even DraftKings dipped a little bit today. All right, so you got some. I don't want to look at the rest of that. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. So I don't, I don't have multiple screens because I'm in the hotel, so I got one screen. 
Got you covered. So what do you want to get into? Well... I'm looking at these for the first time, so... All right. So I know last week we talked about, or week before last, weather is not an excuse. So I thought, uh, in the spirit of that, I would read some of the AHRI shipment data that mm. was that has been published for Q1. So I was looking at that on the ACHR news. So. Shipments of warm air furnaces. So we'll talk 24 or 21, 22, and then 23. So, okay. kind of, so in March or Q1 of 21, there were 372,985 furnaces sold. Three what? I'm right. 300, so 372,985. Okay. I'm talking gas. There's there's a number right. for oil, but it's like three thousand like baby, doesn't matter. No. <clears throat> so March, so Q one of twenty twenty two three hundred and sixty one thousand nine hundred and ten. So just a little baby dip, you know. Now as of, Which is when the talk of all this Mm-hmm. When all the well, headaches started with everything, inflation started kicking off. Decarbonization. Yep. Now, March of 23, 268,309. That is a 25.9% drop. March over March. Oil Gee. furnaces was even worse it was a 55.9 percent drop so weather and inflation has been hitting the industry harder than people want to really look so i talked to our buddy zach the other day which we may have him on the show soon too just to give us an update of what homeowners are where they're at yep at least down here where we, you know, where we sell, but you know, he, you're still going to run into, there's nothing wrong with the furnace. You just need a coal AC. Yep. But I don't know. I was always, I would always say, look, if you change this out, I do all this work. When we come back to do the furnace, I literally got to tear half of this back apart. Yep. Um, to do it, and it's not going to save you much. I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one there. So I say do it all at once. No, and I, I completely agree with that. So the other flip side of the coin is we have the central air conditioner and air source heat pumps numbers for March over for marches over marches. So these are all marches, okay? Yep, so it is March. Uh, so March of 2021. Do you want to do... Let's. I'm going to split it in heat pumps and ACs. Right, let's do it. Just AC because pump. I think... That they've got it listed like as a group, but I want to do ACs first. So March of 21, 576,646. 
March of 22, air conditioners 583-253. And then March of 23, air conditioners 496-539. Uh-oh. So 14.9% decrease. Now we're going to talk pumps. So pumps in 21... 348, 385, 22, 362, 730, 23, 381, 373. Mm-hmm. So decarbonization has... Or electrification. Yeah, or yeah, excuse me. Decarbonization and electrification has seen furnace sales drop and air conditioner sales drop. Now, pump, excuse me, Pump, or not pumps, but furnaces and ACs more drastically. But you've seen pumps are on an upward curve where everything else is on a downward curve. Yeah, so is the move if the wire, if you know, low voltage wires there and everything's there, you want to leave their furnace and do a coal AC? Do you do a coal heat pump? I think with with some of the more modern heat pump technology, it makes more sense. In a lot of cases. Yeah. Because the cost stage can see a heat pump, no. No. But obviously a, an inverter driven or a two stage or. Yep. Now, inverter driven, if it can be done with, with coil only, is going to get you in a better position than a multi stage outdoor unit when it's got an existing furnace that's not multi stage. Obviously, that's not really going to help you as much it'll help some but it overall won't be near as as effective when i was looking at my gas bill the other day which is natural in charlotte there south carolina right south charlotte and i think i was like a dollar and two cents maybe dollar 20 a therm okay sound right i mean it's that's getting to where that's probably cheaper than my than a heat pump. Yeah. Of course, it's different heat, but you throw uh, LP in there, and it's not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some interesting numbers. I mean, the heat pumps growing, and I've said this before, and in my training classes, when me and Ryan were walking around AHR in Atlanta. Nobody was advertising their their newest badass furnace. Because, I mean, there's really... Well, what else have, you going to do? Yeah, with? we've got furnaces as badass as you can make them. Fully modulating and practically 100% efficient. What more do you want? Yeah, but they're not getting smaller. They're not getting... I mean, there's just no more technology there. <laughs> nope, not really. I mean, the blower is a blower. That and blower, it's... it's and it's got to have enough... You know, that blower's got to have enough area and volume to push air volume. Well, and this ain't a knock on any brand, but Bluetooth technology in a board, just so you can open up your phone and set it up, set what CFM and set what blower speed is, that's kind of fluff to me. I think that's reaching a little bit. I don't think we're getting anywhere. We're just, we're not, we're not, a you know, 
Well, another thing that, that we hear or that we've heard talked about with Bluetooth setup as well is once you set it up, oh, you just save your settings and you can use that going forward. Well, Mrs. Smith's house and Mrs. Davis's house are not the same house. Well, and another you tech know, comes behind you. Another tech comes behind you, or heaven forbid, she changes companies, and they don't put that product in. So now they don't have the app, and then they don't know how to set it up. When they could just look at the dip switches and set the blower speed to where it should be, with the one or two flips of a dip switch. I mean, I used to like the. Uh, you know, the other brand I put in had 16 dip switches, which suck, but you could trim airflow by 10% all kind of different ways. Yeah. And you know, I know it sucks. You got to look in the manual, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, which speaking of that, it's, it's, uh, it's day 30 for the HVAC challenge, 2023, and HVAC for dummies was the topic today, so you know, read the F manual. Read the manual. Oh, by the way, if y'all were wondering what we were laughing at on the first, the last episode on Zencaster here, I can click these buttons and it makes these noises like the ballpark, organ, the drums. It doesn't record it. We can't. Nobody can hear it but yeah, us. And live. we didn't know that. So for no. <laughs> an hour and a half, we're laughing like idiots at sounds that no one else can hear. And they probably just thought we was crazy. Which, if you just now are starting to think we're crazy, then I guess we're doing a good job hiding it. Right. All right. So what's our uh, take from that is, yeah, heat pumps. Well, I think there's a couple of takes from that. Um, ACs one, are dropping. ACs are dropping. Pumps, you know, are starting to take take more market share. The other thing I believe you're seeing is also we really didn't have great weather the start of this year. We've had a lot of extenuating factors between fear of you know just what's going to happen with the economy and other things, and whether we want to admit it or not, those things do have an impact on what happens at the kitchen table and, yep, you know, in board meetings or church meetings or wherever is trying to decide if they're going to spend the money to do this. And I think you're also seeing the effect of the cost of borrowing money is going up with inflation as well. So places and people that would have to finance a system are struggling to even be able to get approved for the financing now because systems are roughly 45% higher in a lot of cases than they were two and a half, three years ago. Yeah, that's a big jump. That's a huge jump. And and no one's wages or anything else has, has went up or enough to cover that inflation. And if they had, then we'd all be in even more trouble in a lot of ways. But it's, I think you're seeing, you know, it's, Next year's an election year, so I think we're going to see some weird stuff the next, really the next two years as we get into changing refrigerants at the end of next year. On top of it, there's just a lot of stuff up in the up in the air right now. Right. I've heard around Charlotte area, coal AC installs are going from seventy five hundred to eleven. Yeah, coal AC, which is nuts. <laughs> But it's now, true. 
That's a good market. Uh, Charlotte is a great market. It's for you guys. Um, it's not for the homeowner, but it's a great market for the contractor. I mean, I remember putting coal ACs, ACs in Atlanta for uh, three grand. And we would try to do two a day. And that was a decent price. Like that was normal. Yeah, that, that wasn't was like really low. That was just a middle size company price. Yeah, because you were paying seven to nine hundred bucks for the AC and coil and a pad. Go. Right. And a can Keep of flush. Stat. Can of flush. Can of flush. And filter dryer. <laughs> so what else what else do you see on there? Well, so we're talking about refrigerant. So I guess let's look at the future of refrigeration reclamation. Mm. And this this article is intense and <laughs> more deep than we probably will want to go. But I think it's I think it, it's it poses a question and we've talked about it a little bit, but there's there's all this stuff going around about you know, when I first got into wholesale, we did exchange tanks for recovered refrigerant. Right. And then after a while we quit doing it because we couldn't, we would, you know, wait and get a pallet's worth of reclaimed tanks together. We'd ship it back to the reclaim company and then we'd get paid for, you know, two out of 20 canisters because 20 of them had mixed refrigerant in them. Right. Well, we can't see that when we're taking the stupid thing back from the contractor, you know, no, I mean, every supply house I've ever talked to says the same thing. You no, know, every one of us got out of it, you know, which begs to differ, you know, what's going on with reclaimed refrigerant. Um, <laughs> but where do we go from here? How is it going to continue as we start tapering down these older refrigerants? And additionally, We've had so much trouble with reclaimed tanks. We keep hearing about legislation to eliminate the single-use refrigerant cylinders, which means regular everyday refrigerant is going to have to go to an exchange program too. How on earth is any of this going to be kept? Kept, in a lot of cases, I guess kept clean. Is that the right term? Or kept unmixed? Who freaking knows? I mean, it's something that we've already attempted. And it failed I don't know in other parts of the country that are maybe doing it, but... Uh, yeah. So, I guess... I've even heard, uh, maybe if it's from you, about text... If we're starting to haul this refrigerant around, are they going to have to have a CDL? Yep, we talked about I mean, that. There's briefly. all these rumors that... Obviously well, because because of it being that A2L refrigerant with mild flammability, as they call right. it, they're considering forcing you to put a flammability placard on the side of a van, and if you have to do that, then you'll have to have a CDL to drive the van. <laughs> if that happens, our industry is in so much trouble. I don't see. Yeah, I just don't see that. I don't see that working. I mean. No, I don't either. I'm trying to log in here to. Uh... Oh, here we go. Question number eight. So this is basically a question and get an answer back from from the interviewer. 
but are contractors recovering refrigerant correctly? And if not, what could they be doing better? That's a good question. So some contractors do a great job of recovering refrigerant. When we work directly with contractors, oftentimes we see good material after good material come from the same contractors. However, though the program through the program that collects indiscriminately from the wholesalers and other contractors, we continually see mixed refrigerants. Boom. There you go. <laughs> and it's, they say it is the result of less than thorough service practices, which is true. Oh, and this is another one. I didn't even think about this either. Another reason they see more stuff mixed is because a lot of contractors will d use the recovery machine and then they'll go to another job and just immediately hook it back up to it. And it's still got some refrigerant of the previous job in it. And it's a different mix. They're mixing it, not even realizing they are. Well, I've came up on systems where I don't really, I don't know what's in the system. Yeah. You have no idea. I mean, just from the jump. No, you don't. Especially not with all the drop-ins or whatever else has been done with, with stuff. Well, the whole drop-in thing, like there's not actually a drop-in. Nope. They make you it know. a drop-in even though it's supposed to be a replacement. So good luck. You're supposed to pull everything out and put that in, you know, it put the 407C or MO99, you're supposed to put it in all on its own. Just a gas and go or top you off there is not really the idea. No. That I've read, but... No, that's not what that stuff was for. So you're pulling stuff like that out. I mean, has it got nitrogen in it? Has it got some non-condensables in there and the gauges are fluttering a little bit? I'm sure. I mean, I guess they're going to come out with ways to test half of this. Um... I don't know. I don't either. I, I, I think it might be going backwards a little bit there. I think but. it's going to continually be a headache. Well, and and I think part of the, it looks like you know part of the basis of the article is if they can recover more clean four ten and more clean, not really twenty two anymore, but more clean. You know, I would say one thirty four a stuff like that. Um, it allows them to sell reclaimed refrigerant instead of having to, or, or to in some ways offset the production needs as they're being right. phased down. I got gotcha. you. So the refrigerant recovery company is now trying to be, they're trying to, you know, put themselves in position where now they actually are going to help the contractor more than the contractor ever helped them in a lot of ways. Because you know now it's going to come down to well, if you had recovered all that 410 properly, we would still have some of it here that was clean that we could allow you to use to put back in that old 410 system instead of having to convert it to something else, or whatever. Is how it looks like it's probably going in some cases. I just feel like some some counties, some states, some cities are going to do it better than others. Of course. And there's just. Now, how they start policing it, that's where stuff starts changing. And I really just don't even know how you do. If people start getting hit with these fines like they claim that are out there. Remember that we had heard talk of that about putting in, um, you know, a heat pump or an AC that didn't qualify. There was some pretty hefty fines on that. 
putting an AC in that's not Sear 2. I mean, I, we were, we heard talks. Oh that. yeah. We've heard a lot of talks about that, but those fines were really high, but <laughs> I mean, I feel like once again, that whole new construction thing, people are slinging them in or rentals or, you know, stuff like that. Yep. Maybe not new construction because of the permitting, but. Well, and even the rentals are supposed to be getting permitted, but how many of them really are? You never know. So I was looking at this other article you got. Which one? The five green five green building trends to follow. Yeah, I was curious about this one. There's always the same two companies on these. Oh, of course. Good old Mitsubishi and good old train. Installation of more energy efficient equipment set to increase. Well, duh. We know that. They just changed the ratings. So of course that's going to happen. Everything that's going in in 2015, or excuse me, since 2015, in 2023 is, you know, already coming in better than what 15 seer or equal to what 15 seer used to be. So we're already doing that. That's not a trend. That's what has happened. Renewable energy generation on the rise. Well, there and again, that's where it's all getting steered. Building materials getting a closer look. Water conservation and water heating continue being key. I hate to say it, but um, the Inflation Reduction Act upgrades will save money and reduce emissions. Okay, who paid y'all for this article? <laughs> feel there was some slush money that that went into the production of this. Because literally so all this does me, is tell us about the agenda that we're all seeing anyway. Somebody asked us, asked me the other day, is the ga- is any of the gas companies stepping up to do anything? Because I feel like they're just getting ran over by the electrical companies. Not really that I'm seeing. Like they're just, there's they're, there's they're some, just, there, there's a bunch of them that still give, you know, a small incentive for if you upgrade your furnace to one that's got an ECM motor, a lot of them are, you know, a hundred, hundred bucks. Right. Ooh, a hundred bucks doesn't, isn't even tip. If you were tipping the guys putting your system in these days, um, <laughs> it's just, it's nuts. I mean, that doesn't do anything. Um, and then I've seen some other ones that are, if it's a 95% or more furnace, the, and again, the power companies will even give you a discount for the furnace if it's got an ECM motor. So that almost offsets the gas one. But then you can get an extra 150 if it's a 95% or higher furnace. Eh, you know, it's just... I mean, the power bills are... I mean, putting variable speed products in commercial buildings are... is something we need to do. I don't, I don't disagree with that. No, and speaking of that, that was a that was a sidebar discussion I overheard at the office today was you know, the way we're seeing a lot of other things right now. The one part of the industry that's going to be driving a lot of sales over the next several years is going to be government and state works. Right. It's going to be government funded stuff because right now the only one that's got money to do anything 
Um, almost don't because they're trying to default. But <laughs> the only right. the only place that you know is printing the money to use is is the government. So we're also getting to see all these massive commercial regulations change. If you thought residential prices went up, you're not going to like what you see in commercial the next several years either. That's it's going to be so much here. worse. So much worse. Because the level of additional regulation for commercial stuff with A2L refrigerants is insane. Uh, well, also, I think we need to focus on our building materials, what we're building more so than just what if than just building something regular and then put a high high efficiency HVAC system in there. Hey man, I think you done our, you done drank the Kool Aid. Building materials, getting a closer look. Jeez, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, we obviously came a long way on residential with foaming, and we're yep. actually sealing up around our electrical boxes on exterior walls. I mean, you know, they're a lot tighter, obviously, but. Which one of the things that's in here is they're talking about um, photovoltaic windows, which that's an interesting concept, you know, having your window act as your solar panel. Hmm. That's curious. I like that idea, actually. Um, yeah, on one Zach. side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on one side of the house. Let's put them on a rotating like <laughs> tower on the roof. I seen, guy, I seen a guy holding a yeah uh, on Instagram the other day. He was holding a clear piece of glass, looked like, but it, he said it was a solar panel. So it's gonna be a photovoltaic. Yeah, the I mean, old PV window. Yeah, that's fluid uh, fluid applied membrane air barriers. What? Mm-hmm. Solid exterior walls may also become more prevalent, as well as solutions like fluid-applied membrane air barriers, material designed to control air movement of air throughout a building, waterproof, and conserve energy. So, I feel like that was a fancy way of talking about doing enclosed or encapsulated parts of buildings. Right. Now, this one's going to be interesting, and this is obviously because it's a Mitsubishi-funded article. Further builders and other stakeholders will increasingly move away from developing ducted systems and instead install ductless HVAC systems since they are cost-effective, easy to maintain, ultra-quiet, and can save on energy expenses. Now, one of the things right. they're, they're missing here is one of the commercial regulations that I'm hearing for post 2025 for a2l refrigerants is that anywhere you have a bend you have to have a leak detector or a leak sensor do you know how many freaking bends there are in many split line sets just throwing that out there so any bit wow the cost <laughs> the cost of vfd is gonna get so expensive that i swear I truly believe we're going to see a renaissance of water or cool and, and heated water systems. I just truly think we're going to see, see that stuff. I think we're going to see it coming. I mean, back. I get it. There's parts of the country that 
are crushing the the mini split game because they're either ductwork is horrible, old, they can't get to it. There is none there. Mm-hmm. Down here, we don't have that problem, man. You might have to upgrade the ductwork a little bit, but there's ductwork there to, to work on. Yeah, because the majority of stuff that's in the South was not built more than 100 years ago in a lot of cases. No, and it was it had ductwork in it. Now, you yep. might... I used to run across, depending on where you were, I used to run across systems that were... The ductwork was definitely heat only. Yeah. Where it wasn't insulated, right? You probably ran into that in the mountains. Yep, but a good bit. There's something there. There's a box there. There's a vent there. There's a pipe there. But um, just... Just adding, you know, you see, you see Jeff on uh, Jeff all the time. Just five head systems, you know, four head systems. Mm-hmm. These homes he's working on, I mean, they don't, they just don't have the ability to put dark work in them. No, without a full on remodel. Well, and that's like uh, I sent you that photo of the parking lot, and Cajun Joe and his trailer full of equipment. He had one standard split system, and then he had a multi-head mini split system. Yeah. Cajun, Cajun Joe will sling some multi-head mini splits. He has never been afraid of those. I'll give him that. Right. Well, there's that type of market he's in. Yep. And a they lot of it. any duck work. That's it. A lot of that stuff is going on state work or, you know, small cabins, other different things that they don't even have an attic or a crawl space. Right. Where are you putting and it? And I'm not going to lie. I, I'm building a new house uh, next year. The last thing that comes to mind is me putting mini splits all over my house. I just, that's just not a thing here. It's not. I'm going to put one in the bonus room over my garage. Yep. And I may put one in the garage and I may want to put one in my shop. <laughs> But you see the theme there. It's like, that's the way we do it down here. Um, I don't want a mini split head in my kitchen. No. No, no my wife's going to go, what? No, what? No, I'm not putting that in here. Nope. We're putting a couple vents in here. So, yeah. Let's see. So, some more interesting news. I saw that Diversitech is acquiring Pro One thermostats. It's a little mm. merger news. The Pro One. Yep. All right. Diversitech's got some decent products out there. Here lately, they've been they've been buying some stuff up. Oh, I didn't know they were out of Duluth, Georgia. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're Georgia. I didn't know that's where their like home base was. Man, the Pro One thermostat is what I put on all my training boards that I built. Just click on, click off. <laughs> yep. Turn it down, click, comes on. Turn the temp up, click, turns off. I mean, I don't know what kind of merger that involved. I mean, let's see. Reading it. Launch of the company's next generation of thermostats and Pro One Connect app offers Wi-Fi thermostat models designed for nearly every application. Never seen that app though on the so, Pro One. 
We are thrilled to be joining forces with the team at Pro One, said Andy Bergdahl, CEO at Versatech. Their focus on developing contractor-friendly control solutions as well as their commitment to the professional channel makes them a great fit with Diversatech. We look forward to supporting Pro One's product development program and enabling them to leverage Diversatech resources and infrastructure to build even stronger wholesale partnerships. Hmm. This is the one I was curious about. The smuggling of refrigerant from uh, Ukraine. So, (laughs) What is going on here? Well, the funny thing is, it's not the first time that's happened. I think we talked about, I think we referenced one of these articles from Cooling Post maybe a month or so ago. And it was, you know, there was a big demand of 507. I don't know, but apparently. I mean, 404A is, that's refrigeration. Yes, yeah, so there's some 134A there, some 507. <laughs> What else is in that picture? I mean, 134A. I mean, me and Corey could have used that on his little truck not yeah. last year. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's there been a lot of refrigerant smuggling out of the Ukraine recently. Romanian I mean, police sees more refrigerant. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> now, here's what's interesting. The refrigerant, which photographs suggest included 134A, 507, and 404, were found in the driver's personal luggage. So his personal <laughs> luggage of his Mercedes-Benz minibus was 22 cylinders of illegal refrigerant. Well, this guy here and... Uh, no, oh, not that. Well, reading this too, it says, contained 22 cylinders of refrigerant and illegal non-refillable cylinders. So that right oh, there, illegal. so that right there, if they're saying non-refillable cylinders, that makes it sound like old Romania is already in the yeah illegal non-refillables. So you know we we keep hearing that it might happen over here. Obviously, it's already happening in places in Europe, right? This guy, authorities in Romania yesterday intercepted a truck smuggling thirteen hundred cylinders. Jesus. from turkey this was in 2021 let's see so here's the That's other a, here's the a other lot ones. of jugs right there Remain- i mean it comes on a pallet 40 usually 40 yikes so god this is nuts this goes back so that was turkey in march of 21 so july of 21 corruption in romania's criminal hfc trade September of 21, Ukrainian action in illegal refrigerant trade slammed by the EIA. April of 23, Romanian police seize illegal refrigerant. May 14th, Romanian police seize more refrigerant. <laughs> May 29th, customs stop more refrigerant at Ukrainian border. I, I mean, I wonder what they're, are they just reselling it? I think they they must be reselling it. And they can probably, when they sneak these single-use cylinders across, they probably are just selling them to anybody. So people are, even my guess would be probably homeowners are trying to buy refrigerant for their system if they can. Depending Have you on ever looked on Amazon? Is. is it on Amazon? I never thought about it. I don't know. I haven't looked. Search that right now. It's going to be from the Ukraine. All right, well, while you're searching for that... Um, 
I saw, I've seen several Johnson Controls articles um, this week, but this one caught my eye as JCI faces cartel allegations in Hong Kong. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> Johnson Controls is to face a competition tribunal in relation to suspected cartel conduct involving the supply of over... Was it HK3 billion? So 3 billion Hong Kong dollars. So 383 million US dollars worth of air conditioning works in Hong Kong. Hmm. Alleges that Johnson Controls and ABS engaged in serious anti-competitive conduct involving fixing prices, shared markets, and or rigged bids in relation to the supply of air conditioning works in Hong Kong between... The 14th of December 2015 and the 24th of June 2018. Rutro. Johnson Controls is a big company. Oh, yeah. So, this wasn't to. Yeah, this. Million. Yeah, this wasn't to knock on JCI. In a lot of cases, I think this is. I continue to go back to these Cooling Post articles because I just think it's important that we start to realize how much effect H- no, the HVAC the, market is yeah. globally besides just well, what we see here. Us. Yeah, what used to not be, but now what we're reading in these articles is drifting over here. Yep. Everything we see is getting closer to home every time. Uh, only only 134A you can get on Amazon, by the way. There's no, no jugs of 410A on there. Well done. <laughs> Better for me. And get a contactor on there. Faster. Oh, speak. Sorry, going way back, but I did look up the uh, Kickback Jacks locations just in case. I had it open another tab and forgot to go back to it earlier. I feel like they're only North Carolina. North Carolina, Virginia, and Tennessee. Hmm. And there's only one in Tennessee, and it's barely Tennessee, it's Johnson City. Danville, Virginia. Hey, man, we can go up there to the casino and kick back jacks. Perfect. Yep. All right. So since we, you know, we we, we always we've been talking here lately about the wave of variable speeds coming coming to. I mean, this stuff's been out a long time, right? But yep, we kind of refer to it on the residential side, which is a big market. It kind of drives everything, if you ask me, but on the consumer side. So, I've been getting some, I've had a couple calls, just, uh, I am dealing with inverter products only, and I've been getting some service calls from some younger guys, some are older, that immediately start thinking outside the box on these products. Gotcha. So I always just want to throw it out there. When you're working on inverter system, it's still, in my case, it's still just a regular heat pump. We don't have a straight AC. So, uh, yeah, if you're working on a Mitsubishi, a train, a carrier, you know, if it's communicating, I always went to the stat first before I even went outside. But if it's non-communicating, like the Bosch product that we're dealing with, that I'm dealing with, um, you go to the board, look at the code, 
these guys are th- overthinking it. I get these calls. So last week I had a call from a kid. He was probably 19, 20. He's like, man, we just put this Bosch in and this thing's pumping down into a vacuum. I feel like I've gotten this call too quite a few times. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see what you got going on. He's like, I was like, what do you have on the indoor? And he's like, well, it's a different brand. So it's a, it's a coal with a furnace and it's a different brand. Still TXV though. So he, what I'm getting at is he was just assuming it was the Bosch, right? He was assuming it was the inverter product outside with the giant board on it. Yep. That was the problem. And I said, well, let's take some temps. So it would only run probably 30 seconds and it would just go down into a vacuum. So he had, he had plenty of refrigerant in there, good standing pressures. And then <clears throat> we checked temps across the dryer. He was good there, no restriction. Checked temps for as, as quick as we could from the outdoor to the indoor. No, there was no restriction. So I said, all right, let's take the sensing bulb off your TXV. I forgot what brand was inside, but took that sensing bulb off. And I was like, you got... You got something you can put some like hot water in he's like yeah he had like a windex bottle and he put some hot water in it put that sensing bulb in that hot water which drives that txv by the way should drive it open goes back outside fires it up and the pressures were almost pretty decent like it just started running and I'm like, well, there, there's your issue, right? That the TXV is not metering properly. It's either stuck or it's sticking. And he's like, man, I've been working on this thing for like two days. I was like, well, you, you know. So we got to get away from that. Um, try to. If you got a high pressure code, is the coal dirty or something simple like that? Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I've been getting quite a few calls like that. It's just, you hit a wall real quick because you look at the board and you're just like, holy shit, I can't work on this thing, you know? Yep. No, but I totally that's get part that. of learning. That's part of it. I remember the first inverter system I came up on. I think it was a Carry Infinity. And I was like, geez, oh, Pete, what am I supposed to do with this? So I worked on this thing for three or four hours. Come to find out it was a leak in the liquid line. Because everybody stood on it working on the unit because they just ran it under the pine straw. Oh, geez. And it finally just rubbed a hole in it. <laughs> so, yeah, don't overthink it. Start simple. Don't start, you know, if you're like the fifth tech there, Everybody's been trying to fix it, and you're the fifth one there. I'm going to turn the blower on, and I'm going to see what the static looks like. Because <laughs> it's usually airflow. How many of those calls did me and you go on when we worked together, and I was the tech guy, and they were airflow related? I would say probably 70% were airflow, yeah. maybe more. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah, likes that answer, but it's the truth. No, that's what it is. I mean, when we talk about down here in the south, I don't think it's a southern thing, but the duck work's not that great. 
Well, it doesn't adapt to a new constant torque or variable speed blower, I should say. No, it doesn't. Which, why would they? You know, they weren't designed for that, so... All right, I got some Joe. Jobin called me. Ooh. He called me back to back. Dang. I wonder well, it was, it was, how many? <laughs> what's his prison currency? <laughs> how many cigarettes he have to give up to get two back to back phone calls? <laughs> so where are we at with him? I anyway. thought he was still in prison. He was still in prison. That's right. All right. Let me uh, see. <laughs> when did he call me here? Uh, is this it? Let's see. Oh yeah, no, he was a yeah. No, he did he get out and become a Maytag man? I swear, I thought he had went back in. Okay, he may have went back in. <laughs> I'm sure he probably Gosh. will if he hasn't. Hey, Dennis, it's Chauvin. Hey, I just want to let you know that I never ever got a phone call from you or Ryden when I was in jail. <laughs> And I really needed the company. I guess I've been there for 30 days. That's a long time. But I became good friends with my bunkmate, Tony. And Tony got me a job servicing Maytag dishwashers. So I'm now a Maytag man. So if you have anybody that needs help with their dishwasher services, send them my way. Because I'll take good care of them. Anyway, give me a call sometime. Okay, so you're right. He is out. Maytag repairman. Okay. Well, oh, he's current. Yeah. So then I got this probably a week later. No, I haven't called him back. I'm not calling <laughs> this guy. Uh, let's see. Hey, Davis, it's Chauvin. Hey, listen, I got let go from my job at Maytag, <laughs> and it's I had a customer that I was talking with, and I had. I had told him I'd do some work on the side. They had some issues and had humidity issues where their house was getting too dry in the winter time. So I ran a tube from their dishwasher and put it in their ductwork. So every time they ran their dishwasher, they would humidify their house. Oh, God. Well, it created a mold infestation. And Maytag found out about it, and I lost my job because they said it was... Uh, what did they say? It was a confliction of interest? I don't think I'm saying that right, but that's what it was. It was conflicting. It was conflicting. And don't ever do that. Don't don't ever run your dishwasher, run a tube from your dishwasher. Because it also leaked out on the floor and it messed up their hardwood floors. And uh, of course, I told them I wasn't going to pay for that because I don't even own anything. I just got out of jail. Uh, anyway, I'll talk to you later. It was conflicting things. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so that, well, and then I got, so over the holiday weekend, <laughs> I got a short one from Jobin. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's not going good for him. It's not going good. This is, this is the, so this is bringing us up to speed here currently. Hey, Dean, this is Chauvin. Listen, it's an emergency. <laughs> hey, that, that that home where I messed up the hardwood floors uh, with the dishwasher, 
they've served me paper or they're trying to serve me papers because they're trying to take me to small claims court and i won't accept the package from the from the gentleman and i keep running the other way and they keep finding me and now i think the policemen are after me i i, I need somewhere to hide can you please call me <laughs> No. Somewhere to hide. <laughs> Need somewhere to hide. Oh, damn it. Poor Jovan. <laughs> that just makes you think of the uh, the opening of Pineapple Express when <laughs> Seth Rogen's the like serving everybody papers and he keeps pulling all the different outfits out of the back of it, the trunk of his car <laughs> to go dress up as different things to serve people. <laughs> We're going to have to do, we're going to have to do a one year in review for, for Jobin. He's got quite a few. He's been through a lot. Oh, geez. Don't do drugs, kids. Actually, I think he's a pretty clean guy. He's just got some bad luck. (laughs) He's got some bad luck and, uh... He's a bit of a jack leg <laughs> without knowing it. <laughs> when he put in that compressor and burnt the lady's house down, that didn't. He's the reason there's a state licensing board and inspectors. So I came out to a new construction job to check on the guys, and they were putting out a fire. That was created from brazing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> on this new construction home in Atlanta. And the whole yard was straw where they had just seeded the yard. And when I got, when I was pulling in, it was just this giant, like 30 foot moon where they had just torched the whole yard <laughs> and they couldn't get it put out. There's plywood laying everywhere. <laughs> Oh, here, let's put out the fire. Let's put wood on it. Well, they're just throwing, you know, and all it did was add air to it and just blow flames onto fresh straw. Well, because, you know, you can see them. They're dropping the plywood and it's just <laughs> everything underneath so one it, of the, it smacks on the ground. One of the guys was like, man, I was brazen and the, something it, it caught, but it didn't catch where I was looking. And, it was just rolling behind him while he's brazen. And by the time the helper got out there, half the yard was on fire. And meanwhile, oh, he still got his head down brazen. <laughs> he's just doing, he's probably brazen in like three or four systems. And he was just going one after another. It's one of those ones where you like, you see the guy is over here brazen. And then you see the other guy come outside of the house and he's freaking out. Then they speed it up and start playing Benny Hill music. Yes, that's what it looked like when I pulled in. <laughs> they were both just throwing, like, swatting it with jackets and trying to step on it, but it was... Oh, jeez. And I got out, and I just... I didn't want to... I mean, what... No water to the house yet. So there was no uh, turning the hose on. All right, so what do we got coming up? We got... uh Are we announcing anything for the for the 100th episode? So, what kind of giveaway do we want to do? Well, we got left. I know we got some, some Rector Seal stuff left. Yeah, I've got to go through the shop and dig out. I've got Rector Seal. I've got 
Is your stuff in... Uh, I've got AMRAD. Is your stuff up in Valdez? Yeah. All right, we'll go, we'll through, go through it. it we'll go through it Thursday. Yeah, so... Yeah, so we've got boxes of stuff coming out. We do. Do you want to be the recipient of a care package? Maybe you should... <laughs> Go check out HVACRD.com and join the mailing list. Or shoot us an what, email with a crawl space confession. I feel like we gotta pull them from the from the uh, the website list. Yeah. I think we should pull them from the website list and the AHR list. So get in there and join the mailing list so we can shoot you an email and get some info and maybe send you something. There you go. I like it. So foreplay does something pretty funny every once in a while where they're like, John, you know who you are, John. <laughs> if you're listening, John, just hit that subscribe button. Just hit that whatever they <laughs> just hit that like button. John, you're listening, John, you know who you are. That's and then it. the other guy will be like, all right, Jason, you know who you are. <laughs> just go around <laughs> Does it all have to be named to start with J? No, that's just all I could come up with. Jasper, you know who you J- are. Jasper, that's a good dog's name. <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Get in, get in there and follow us, son. <laughs> yep. If you're listening, Dave, go to the website and win some stuff. Come on, Jethro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've got some. Uh, all right, so what do we want? Are we want to announce one hundred? Yeah, go no. for it. I feel like I feel like you should be the one that announces this one. All right, so episode one hundred coming out. Two. We're gonna what, give weeks? it a week. Two weeks yeah. time. We're gonna give it a week because we gotta do our giveaways uh, for the build up. Yep. Also, he's on vacation. <laughs> so we're going to have. Mr. Bob De La Sala, the president and CEO of Keystone Sales and Associates on the show. Yes. He's pumped. He's got his bottles of bourbon ready. He has got quite a story. Uh, not just having him on because he's my boss, but he has got a story. He's almost consider him a mentor of mine. He is... Uh, been in the industry a long time come from the plumbing side of course i'm not going to spoil any of it but he has got a story been through quite a bit and i think it's going to be a good show i know it is i have no doubt we have not had anybody like this on the show no definitely not manufacturers rep right there's a lot of guys i that i do training that still don't know how the levels of distribution work and that's what it's all about with me and Ryden. Right? Yep. We try to bring you a little something different. Me and Ryden are not in the attics and crawl spaces every day, but we got to bring you something a little different. So, although there's all there's all stuff in this industry. Although I was in an attic last Tuesday before I went out of town, I will say that. Oh, nice. I did actually go look at a job in South Charlotte. I've got some. Uh, Attic stuff I got to do before I move. I got to go take my UV light and stuff back out because I'm taking it with me. 
Oh, yeah. Patching that hole back. I think I've got a eye wave in there, too. <laughs> all this stuff's yeah, got to I mean, come out. You got it, all the bases covered. Yeah, I got <laughs> oh, They're probably fighting against each other at this point. So, yeah, we got that coming up. That'll be good. The Braves are on right now. Hopefully they won't get beat by the worst team in baseball, the A's. Again? Yeah, we're second in the NL East, man. You know, it's funny. You talked about the UV light and the, was it, the bipolar technology of a highway fighting itself. And all, once again, a movie reference guy over here. (laughs) All I can imagine is (laughs) the Billy Madison scene. With shampoo and conditioner, and the oh, the UV God. lights one, <laughs> and the eye waves the other. <laughs> no, <laughs> the UV light is better. UV light is better. <laughs> so we told Corey. So my son, you know, he graduated. He's eighteen. He's at a. He's actually in Myrtle Beach on a senior trip currently. Which everybody just pray for me on that. But we've got to, uh, I want to watch The Hangover with him. <sighs> He's never seen The Hangover, so me and Tracy said we wanted to watch it with him. See what he thinks. I mean, for, for mine and your generation, that was a pretty iconic movie, it man. It still is. But yeah. I mean, still, it's every time I go to Vegas, I wear my freaking shirt with Carlos on it. I can't help it. I mean, when, I, when we talk about Christmas Vacation and Caddyshack and Bull Durr, I'm like, those weren't really our generation. No, but the hangover we, can, we was. just kind of claim them. But the hangover is like, you know, yeah, and, and the Billy Madisons and those were Billy Madisons, the Happy Gilmores, and have, that's our generation. But oh, the yeah. Hangover, man, God, there's so many scenes in that movie, so many quotes. I feel like Van Wilder counts for us too, doesn't it? Yeah, that's in there. Uh, trying to think uh you know wedding crashers and it's funny is we start talking about these these movies normally when i'm driving around in the car and we've got service i'm either listening to our show or something on iHeartRadio. and two thursdays ago when i was in greensboro my phone died on the way home so and i was tired of listening to ads on the radio so I busted out the old CD case. No. Oh. <laughs> and I just started throwing in like random burnt CDs. And all oh, the burnt CDs. And, you know, in my infinite wisdom back in the day, I just numbered them. It's like, this was number four. Because at the time, I knew what was on number four. You know, right. 14 <laughs> years later, no freaking yeah, idea. So I'll throw 25 this thing songs on there of yeah. random stuff. So I'll throw this thing on there, and I was listening to so much random stuff. Um, I definitely know what my walkout song will be one day when we get to use it. I'm not going to give it away on here, but I definitely know it after that. (laughs) Um, but then I was listening to all these just different, it, it, it would be so random and eclectic. It's like, I've got rage against the machine and then it goes to God. What was some, there was one, it was such a weird transition. So here's the thing with 
so I so I pay for Spotify, right? So there's literally nothing I can't listen to. Yeah. But you have to think of it. Yeah. So when you take those CDs, you throw them in. It's just that it's just there. Like it's like you just created your own playlist, and there it is. I know it sounds stupid, but I'll I'll open up Spotify and I'm like, what do I want to listen to? And it's like, you know what? I really don't know what I want to listen to. I have no idea what I want to type in. I missed the just grabbing the playlist out and it was like shuffle 20, 20 <laughs> of the best songs from that month. Yeah. Or, or that six months of, you know, music coming out from that era. And it, it might've been rap. It might've been rock. I mean, country, you know, I was, a uh, when Garth Brooks was big, it was like Garth Brooks. And then I would throw in like, you know, a, a chronic album. <laughs> I mean, it would just be all now. Over that's the place. what I call music, Volume Two. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be all over the place. Well, and that's kind of like what that CD was doing, and then it it kicked on to like three or four songs that I haven't seen the movie in over a decade, but I know every single one of those songs was from Van Wilder soundtrack, guaranteed. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Like that one was on there, and then God, what else was on there? I think the Rage song was the one that was from The Matrix. Which I can't, I, like I don't, some. which I don't know if that one was ever on an album. It might be, I just don't know what it was on. It's what it called Wake Up or something. I like me some Rage. Oh, yeah. All right. You want to take us out? I guess so. so. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned for Mr. Bob Della in two weeks. Make sure you go check out HVACRD. Join the mailing list so that we can put everybody's name on a random little wheel or something. Uh, there's a randomizer. Yes, the randomizer. Uh, sorry, Zach said I'm again. We'll put everybody in the randomizer. We will find some giveaway people. Send you some swag boxes with some Rector Seal stuff, some other stuff from AHR, and some other things that we've come across as well as some stickers, maybe a little Cajun Joe's Bayou Spice. Maybe a hat. Maybe a hat. Which, at this point, I think we've got we got five or six of the patch hats left. Do we just... Are we that nice? Do we just give six hats away? And we yeah. just And we just start over with a fresh batch? I think we're going to change up the hats a little bit again. Yep. So... Get you some first edition patch hats, one of a kind. Well, two of a kind. We got two of each one. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming. Come check us out. Go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at hvac.rnd. Also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Tradehounds as the HVACRND podcast. Any other information you need, go visit the website hvacrnd.com. Or check the link tree in the bios of our social media. And if it's anything that those can't answer, shoot us an email, DM us, and we will get back to you. We're so grateful for all of you guys listening to us, putting up with our shenanigans each and every week. Thank you for getting us to episode 99, and we look forward to episode 100 in a couple of weeks. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great couple weeks. We will talk to you soon. We'll see you on, on the gram and online. So, uh, on the gram. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Peace, everybody. See you guys.